Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com IMTB and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash IMTB. Honestly, they're not that bad. Welcome to a new episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I am Fern here with Dom. Hey, hey. So Christmas just passed. Mm-hmm. And we're getting ready for the new year. Mm. But one thing that just occurred, uh, we held off on talking about, because we want to make this our holiday special. Yeah, we wanted to give you guys our own Star Wars holiday special. We're going to talk about Star Wars in general, mainly because, as you know, Episode 9 came out, which is the end of the Star Wars we once knew, mm-hmm. and now we're starting a Star Wars fresh, if you will. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, it's over 40 years of Star Wars, nine, nine movies in a trilogy, but also there's... Solo and Rogue One we'll talk about too. But we just kind of want to be like, you know, we're ending the decade. We're ending Star Wars. Want to just do a whole episode on it. And we're going to go through all the movies, the prequels, the sequels, the the side stories, the cartoons, maybe some of the EU. But um, yeah, enough talking. Dom, let's start it off. So Star Wars is an American epic space opera media franchise created by George Lucas, which began with the eponymous 1977 film and quickly became a worldwide pop culture phenomenon. I'm pretty sure most everybody knows that by now. Um, So the first trilogy, which started with the first Star Wars, which was later renamed Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, begins what's, what's known as the... Age of Rebellion, the the original trilogy, aka the Age of Rebellion, and that's the one that um, starts with the epic flyover space battle where the the ship comes into view and then the Star Destroyer and they're firing at each other and then the droids have to excuse the escape pod and they they meet this whiny farmhand named Luke Skywalker and he meets an old guy and they're like let's go on an adventure together and then they do and they have to destroy the new super weapon in the galaxy the Death Star and soon after that um, a couple years after uh, episode 5 The Empire Strikes Back came out and that one showed us a, a darker version of this uh, universe that George Lucas had created, where the rebels are on the run from the Empire. Luke has a vision that from Obi-Wan that he has to go to the planet Dagobah to train with Jedi Master Yoda. They all split up. Han, Leia, Chewie, and C-3PO are being chased by Darth Vader, but Luke is being trained by Yoda on Dagobah. It all culminates on Cloud City, where Lando allows the Empire to come through, and also Boba Fett. 
and they encase Han Solo and Carbonite, and we're kind of left with a cliffhanger and a big twist, which is that Darth Vader says that he's Luke's father. Three real Earth years later, that's when we see Return of the Jedi, and that's where Luke has completed his training with Yoda and has concocted a plan to free Han Solo from Carbonite from Jabba the Hutt, who's a, a gangster on back on Tatooine. The plan goes somewhat uh, according to plan, where Lando, Leia, Chewie, Luke, C-3PO, and R2-D2 help break Han out, and they get back with the Rebels. The Rebels discover that the Emperor has been constructing a second Death Star, which is bigger and badder than the original Death Star, and it's over the forest moon of Endor. The Rebellion decides to take one last stand against the Empire. They fly their fleet there, and as well as Han Solo, Leia, Luke, Chewie, and the gang all go down to the moon to disable the shield generator. While they're taking care of that, Luke gives himself up to Darth Vader, and they go to the Death Star where the Emperor is waiting. Three simultaneous battles later... It turns out it's a trap. The Emperor knew the whole time that they were going to be doing this. They finally get the shield generator down. They blow up the Death Star. But before they do that, Luke is able to defeat Darth Vader, withstand the Emperor, but then being electrocuted, that's when Darth Vader decides that he's had enough of this. And he takes the Emperor and he throws him down the generator shaft. And they all fly away, all happy. The end. I've always loved Star Wars. They're like one of my favorite films of all time. Just being a kid, I just remember being so like in love with this universe and like just wanting to like learn more about it and I want like I just wanted more. And I love the the fact that like George Lucas gave us three distinct stories, right? But he didn't really fill anything in. He kind of left it up to fans. So, I think that's I think that kind of created like a good thing and a bad thing. But other than that, I mean, I, I mean, I, I like the original trilogy. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, it has no flaws. And like, oh, I can't see past my nostalgia for it. I also grew up with the movies because of my family. Um, I, I've told you before, um, my dad's super into sci-fi. He's always been into sci-fi. So the movies have been around because of my older brother's always into it and so yeah the same thing like i remember watching the movies and there was always a part of my life and stuff but i think my love for them was more childish than anything okay. because with me star wars has always been toys okay <laughs> more so than movies because i always got the toys ever, ever since i was i mean Ever since I remember being like, well, I must have been like five or six still in Phoenix. And I got one of those big, um, those AT-AT walkers. What? You got one of those? I always want one of those. Yeah. Um, so, like, for me, Stars has always been toys. But same thing with, I think, um, I told you, like, Marvel and X-Men and Spider-Man, all those, like, they just always kind of were here for me. It wasn't until I got older where I was like, oh, this, of course I like this stuff. <laughs> I'm like, no wonder, you know. 
blah 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 and and we'll we'll get into it with the prequel trilogies because that's our generation's trilogy but i think around that time was when i realized like oh yeah this shit is like everything that i loved because like i said i i i loved sci-fi stuff because of my dad so i always watched that stuff and those movies were just kind of same thing with like um like watching a gremlins or watching um watching like a friday the 13th movie they were just kind of always there yeah you know but getting being older especially now looking back at those movies it's funny because as we get into this whole thing about the prequel trilogies and the sequel trilogy and how flawed those movies are and how so so much mistakes are in those movies how bad they are I can I can actually go back now to these this original trilogy and be like, oh, so Star Wars has always been kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and especially, I mean, we, we talked about this before, but the first movie definitely does feel like one movie. Yeah, because that's... Because, so, to kind of go bef- before the movie, George Lucas always wanted to make a Flash Gordon film. Like, because he loved Flash Gordon and all that stuff as a kid, and he wanted to make that into a movie. But unfortunately, he couldn't get the rights to it. So what does he do? He's like, "Well, how can I um, how can I make it? But like, make my own. What if I just like do everything in that movie or in that show, but just put my name on it and call it something else? So that's what he did, and he called it." Was it? The Journal of Luke Starkiller, from, uh, from the Journal of the Wills, uh, part one, saga one, the Star Wars. And he's like, perfect. <coughs> but then everyone was like, that's ridiculous. No one's going to watch this, this and that. So he's like, all right, whatever. He kind of puts it away. But then I think he sees like a lot of other films and he sees like Hidden Fortress and all this and, and all this stuff. And he... Um, and then he gets a little success with American Graffiti that's nominated for Best Picture, all the stuff. So then by the time he starts putting into production, his friend Steven Spielberg um, comes out with a film called Jaws, which becomes a, a block the first blockbuster ever. And so then when they're getting ready to release Star Wars, they're like, hey, uh, George, like, looking at this, this doesn't really make any sense. Like, it's too long. It's edited really weird. Like, there's scenes in here that don't make sense to, like, other things. That just, like, what's going on? So then he gets his wife to edit, re-edit everything, and they have to push they have to push it back from a holiday release to a summer release, which is like, oh, man, it's going to die because it's in the summer. So they they go, they have to reshoot things because they're like, oh, this doesn't make sense now. They re-edit things together and they're like, well, I guess this is the best we can do. Like the way he structured it was so that just in case this movie itself was a one to, one and done type of thing, it feels like it, he 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 made it so it's just one one thing. You can tell because the way it ends and everything. The movie comes out becomes a huge blockbuster setting like this precedent that okay so you you can release movies during the summer and they can be profitable right and he's like well good idea because this is actually 
uh, part one of uh, many story saga. It's so funny I made because up in my mind already. Yeah, it's so funny because the opening crawl never had like an episode title or anything. It was just Star Wars, and then later he's like, "No, this is actually part four of the, the series." Part four. <laughs> what? Hey, where the first three? Oh, that's uh, a different saga. I yeah. will tell it another time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, in my head, it's a saga now. <laughs> I mean, it's always been a saga. Yeah, and then you can also tell, like, he was he was toying with certain ideas. He had other ideas, and, like, he, it's like when it came time to shoot, he was just like, do this. And it's like, oh, okay. And so, you know, they, they, they did it. So, like, for the first one, it was fine, right? Because it's like things that they say in there, like, it might not even have happened because then we get the first... What of what we would call the EU. He basically gave the story to a guy, um, I forgot what his name is, Alan Dean Foster or something, I forgot, and told him to, he could go ahead and write a sequel called The Splinter of the Mind's Eye, which is a, it's a terrible story. But he said, but he was like, if this movie doesn't do well, I'll make this as the second one into a movie. At least I can make a, I can make it a B-movie series. But then it became such a uh, like a hit that everyone was clamoring for a sequel, and so that's when he was like, like three years later, he was like, okay, well, I'm gonna give him the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, you like that title, the Empire Strike, because they're striking back. <laughs> and this time, he reveals the twist of that Darth Vader is um, Luke's father, which is kind of what he wanted to do. No, because he wanted like. Obi-Wan to be like his... I don't know. I know Darth Vader was supposed to be a separate character altogether. Yeah. Because, like I said, it, because in the scene where he's talking to Luke for the first time, he tells him... Obi-Wan? Yeah. He tells him... No, Ben. Oh, sorry, Ben. Uh, he, he tells him, like, hey, yeah, Darth Vader is this big bad guy. Yeah, he killed your father. Like, straight up. That's yeah. all he says. And, and you know, we'll, obviously we'll get into other stuff, but... Watching that now, knowing the prequel existed and everything, you you want to say like, oh no, he's just saying that to protect him, but, but protect at the time he's not he's not he's just talking. Yeah. Um. And this is also where we hear the Clone Wars, mm. one and only time we ever to hear about the Clone Wars, which, which is funny because it's like people had a ups, and we'll get into this later. But yeah. fans obsess about like small details, and this was like one of the first like, what are the Clone Wars? Yeah. But these these lines were, I think, just thrown away because Darth Vader is always meant to be just a big bad guy. Yeah. But then part two came around, and then that wasn't the case. Yeah, and George Lucas, you know, he directed and he wrote a lot of the first one, but he also had help. And I, f- I think that's what a lot of people forget is that George Lucas wasn't just by himself doing these the original trilogy. He had help um, with these. And other people were there saying, that doesn't make any sense. And a lot of people were like, the dialogue doesn't, that sounds fine. I'm going to say it like this. And he'd be like, oh, yeah, sure, whatever. That's like um, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford was notorious for being like, you can write this shit, George, but you don't have to say it. Like, <laughs> it's like, you, that's it's like that's the classic thing of like, where writers, they think they know what dialogue sounds like. But then when you give it to someone, like, I, I know that I used, I, I was worse at it before. 
I used to write dialogue, I'd give it to you, and then you'd be like, no one talks like this. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I, I, like, I, I love our tours, right? Our tours. But at the same time, like, sometimes they do need people there to, to tell them, like, maybe you shouldn't do that. That kind of sounds a little ridiculous. And so when you get to the Empire Strikes Back... Um, he, and he had already been like fed up with being director and this and that. So he gave it to Irvin, Irvin Kirshner and, you know, like he sat there and was like, like, okay, this is the story we're going to tell. And like Lee Brackett came in and she took his original, like, cause, cause George Lucas actually basically what he does. He writes like a, a summary and he's like, yeah, that's the, that's the script. And then people are like. No, but like, what are they? What's gonna happen in between that? And he's like, "Oh, I gotta do that too." God damn it! So then, like, Lee Brackett wrote a draft first, right? But then she ended up passing away before like he she could re-edit it or anything. Went back to George Lucas and Lawrence Kasdan, and they're like, "Well, what if this and this and this, right? Like this, this." And they kind of go through her script and they changed it a little bit. But then, of course, George Lucas is like, "Well, um, I was intended for Darth Vader to be." Luke's father and it's like what what and it's like well no like he's probably he's probably lying to Luke right to throw him off and and I kind of feel like uh Irvin Kirshner was kind of like well they'll deal with it in the next one so he like they made it right and then you get to the third one and like George Lucas of course see and I think as like the movies came out and like they were more successful, more successful, right? They kind of were like, well, George is the 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 head, right? Like he's got all the ideas, so they kind of let him have more freedom. And then you get to the third one and you you learn what the original idea was to to be for the the finale was they were supposed to go to the Wookiee home world of Kashyyyk. And they were supposed to, like, do a bunch of battle there. And then they were going to go to Coruscant. And I think they were also going to go to, like, a, a Sith homeworld. And they were going to battle the Emperor. And then this was just, like, the beginning of the next trilogy, actually. Because then Luke was going to go off and, like, maybe become a Dark Jedi. And then, like, Vader. And, like, they'd have more conflict. And then finally they'd be f- defeating the Emperor in an episode Six, I think. No, sorry, episode nine because that because Return of the Jedi. Well, back then, Revenge of the Jedi would have been just the sixth, uh, the episode six, but the third one. But then there would have been three more, so that would have been episode nine by the time they actually got to the Emperor, and you wouldn't have seen him for this whole time. And then when you get to him, he's like this masterful genius and all this stuff and blah blah blah, right? But then George Lucas is like, what if instead of all these other movies, we made one movie. And okay. that's when Lawrence Kasdan was like, well, fuck this. It doesn't make any sense. Like, why wouldn't you build it out even more? And so then it's like, um, also I'm thinking of taking a Wookiee and cutting it in half. Yeah. It's like a baby. Te- it's like a little teddy bear. And then that's how we got Return of the Jedi. Oh, and then they had to change it to Return of the Jedi because George Lucas was like, Jedis don't take revenge, so it's Return of the Jedi. Because the Jedi are going to return. And, I mean, it's been a lot of, like, ups and downs, you can tell, because George Lucas himself is the type of person who's like, no, I kind of wanted this. No, but I want that. No, wait. Mm." He's very unsure about things. And then when he finally decides on something, you're like, (laughs) 
That's what you wanted. You we're at bat, we're at thirty one flavors, and you choose vanilla. Uh yeah, it's my favorite. <laughs> I think them being kind of stagnant on like where to go, what to do, how much to do, whatever, and then containing the original trilogy worked out for the best. Oh yeah, <laughs> because obviously around this time the EU starts mm. and that takes off. But with these movies, they are very much contained. Mm. There's not like as exciting as some of the parts are compared to what we'll get later on, especially in like comic books and and novels and then, you know, later on in different movies, we can see how big the Star Wars universe is and and how gigantic some of these things can be. Yeah. But because these movies were made because these movies were made from 70s to like mid 80s, they couldn't do a lot. Yeah. And so when I hear that and I hear like I'm so glad they didn't go to a Sith temple in 1983 cuz I just imagine what they would do at a quote unquote Sith temple and well, you know I what mean, mean even just look at what he wanted to do originally for the the uh for Yoda it was going to be a monkey wearing a mask oh, yeah. and then even like the original emperor it was some guy's face with chimpanzee eyes superimposed over them no a, a woman's face with with chimpanzee and then someone else's voice and it's and, it, and it's like it's like then you get to what what the emperor actually looks like and you're like well what the hell was that then <laughs> yeah. uh, and that and that's where i think the original trilogy was always meant to lie it was always meant to stay in this world building like on the floor this is what we get be- because for me as much as i like those movies like I rather would watch this new trilogy, the prequel trilogy, the car, the cartoons, read the comic books because with that stuff, you get you get stuff that was built on this movie that was meant to be one movie because who knows if it was gonna do any any type of success, but you get stuff from that movie and then it's like yeah, like the Clone Wars. Um, how, how they totally, they made a complete, like, well, prior to the movies, they made a whole thing about what the Clone Wars was. In the, in the EU? Yeah. So the EU is basically the extending universe, which was that time from 83 to about 2012. That was just the fans kind of expanding the universe themselves. Um, George Lucas kind of gave them his kind of, okay, he was just like, don't do anything just prior to um and yeah you could set it before a, a new hope but it has to be like i think like what like a thousand years before like you couldn't do like within a certain time period because he's like oh because i'm gonna do something else with that and then they're yeah. like because because mo- <laughs> most of the most of that stuff when it was uh expanded on it was like a comic book run yeah where they expanded on like right after you know um Return of the Jedi or mm-hmm. something. Or um, this happened, like, with uh, Obi-Wan. Like, yeah. 20 years prior, whatever. But it was, like, very, 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 very contained. Um, and I'm not, like, a huge, avid 
Star Wars reader or whatever, the stuff I came on to later. Mm. But it is crazy because the fans literally took this interesting idea and then they built this entire universe that expanded hundreds of thousands of years prior. They 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 made these things that no one would even guess about coming like the dark side you know being this thing in the original trilogy turns out to be well actually like the the sith are have done this and this and they went to this period where they were yeah. in a line like alliance with with this mm-hmm. and and uh, oh yeah and then you know this and like all of this stuff and it is fucking insane when you really get into it because, like I said, there's, like, stories for everything. And one of the main ones that came out was the Thrawn trilogy that was released as a sequel to Return of the Jedi. So it was its own trilogy of, like, like what happened to the galaxy after? And then, like, you even see these stories of, like, Luke Skywalker and then Mira Jade and then, like, um, Leia and Han Solo's kids and, like, this and that. And then they go further, don't they, with the, the Yuzon Vong who are like because they're from outside of the universe or whatever outside of the galaxy they're not they're like the force doesn't like interact with them or something so they're like they're they they nothing ha- like you can't like force push them or like choke them or anything so this is all made up <laughs> yeah 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 the fans did all this yeah this is all made up um but it was interesting because then we get into like the mid 90s and so in order to prepare for that, George Lucas did several things. He did, because he had already started with Lucasfilm developing LucasArts. So they were developing games and stuff. So what, he wanted to do this big multimedia without releasing a film, but do a multimedia crossover yeah, event video thing. Video games, is, comic books, novels, and it's, all telling a story. Yeah. Uh, they're each one part of a story that's just telling the... The in between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and that's called Shadows of the Empire. And that's where um, we get the game Shadows of the Empire, and we see the comics, um, and they had a novel. And so George Lucas is basically like, I'm, I'm getting ready to make a, vid- a movie, but like, we're not there yet. Like, this is just kind of like what we can do with this, kind of trying to show off like, the the merchandise at the time, like what we can do, right? And so then he's like, well, now that technology has finally caught up in the year 1997, I can finally give you the Star Wars that I've always wanted to show you. And that's when he gives us the special edition. And I remember seeing him in theaters. And there's, there's some good things that came from it, right? There's some a lot of bad things that came from it, though. Um, I think one of the good is, not then, but now, like now that it's like been cleaned up more, um, like tattooing, kind of showing like Mos Eisley exp- a little bit more expanded, like gives more life to that, and it cleans up a lot of the, like the hover speeder that he's in right like because before there used to be like this weird thing because they had to hide the the wheels because they couldn't they had no cgi oh, you're saying that that wasn't a real hover though 
But then there's other things that just like, like Job of the Hut appearing, like it's like that doesn't look good. And then like adding in like the Jedi rocks, I think everybody is like, I think most people don't like that. I think if they kind of switch that back, you know, where it's Job of the Hut, he's like, oh, one more time or whatever. Yeah. Most people don't like that. There, like I said, there's there's little things like Cloud, I think Cloud City opening up Cloud City, yeah, make like. It look that that adds to it, but other things like Darth. Oh well, no, we'll get to that later. But so he's getting ready, right? He's like, oh, see what I can do with all this technology, and it's like, oh, it looks kind of bad. But all right, he's like, yeah, but think about this. It's gonna be nineteen ninety nine, and that'll be two years from now. And think how much technology will have grown till then. And that's when we finally get a brand new Star Wars for the very first time. And that's the start of the prequel trilogy, a.k.a. the Age of Republic. So this starts with episode one. <gasps> We're actually starting with episode one, and it's called The Phantom Menace. Now, this one is um, a bunch of, like, boring senators talking about, like, trade and taxation and stuff. Um, and Naboo is a planet um, in this one system that um, this senator um, Palpatine is from. And... Basically, the Jedi have to go there to help intervene. We get to see Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan. They go down the planet, rescue the, the queen. They get stranded on Tatooine. They meet a young slave boy named Anakin Skywalker. And he takes him to his house. They do a pod race where Anakin's the only human that can do it. Turns out he has the Force. They free set him free and they take him with them. All the while, they're being hunted by Darth Maul, the apprentice of Darth Sidious. I wonder who that is. But anyways, at the same time, they get back to Coruscant. They let everyone know that Trade Federation's up to some shady stuff. No one really believes them. Basically, they have to go back. They set free everybody. Turns out that the Senator Palpatine has now just become Supreme Chancellor Palpatine. And Anakin Skywalker, after Qui-Gon... Jin is killed, is getting trained by Obi-Wan. Then we get three years later, because George Lucas likes doing it in threes. Three years later, we get, in 2002, Attack of the Clones. Doesn't that just sound like the best B-movie ever? <laughs> and this one, we get to see that ten years have passed, and now Obi-Wan and, and um, Anakin, we're told our best friends, we never see them act as best friends, but we're told they're best friends. They have to go watch the 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 queen, who's no longer the queen. She's now the senator. Anakin goes with Amidala to Padme Amidala to her home planet. They go to Tatooine. He kills a bunch of people, finds his mom. They go take off to Geonosis. Obi-Wan, at the same time, is investigating Kamino. He goes to where the cloners are, finds Jango Fett, Follows him to Geonosis. They all meet up. What in Geonosis? Then the Jedi come and we find out that it's Count Dooku. Who's, who was in the Jedi Order and now is not. And what? They're smuggling plans for the Death Star. And now the Clone Wars have begun. And then three years later. We get Revenge of the Sith. And this is where we get to see the fall of Anakin Skywalker. As the war comes to an end. 
Palpatine is revealed to be Darth Sidious. He's been turning Anakin against the Jedi Order and using Order 66 eliminates the Jedi except for Yoda and Obi-Wan and this other one and this other one and this other Jedi and then another Jedi. Uh, Well, basically, it wipes out most of the Jedi. And Anakin, having fought Obi-Wan and almost killing Padme, gets his limbs chopped off and becomes... Darth Vader. So the man who was Anakin is dead, right? See, he's he's dead. So in in a way, it makes sense. He's dead. So now he's reborn as as Darth Vader. So Darth Vader killed Anakin in in a in a sense. Yeah, and now now it leads right in, right? <laughs> it leads straight into the new the old the original old trilogy. original trilogy. So. 1999, we're kids. Mm, I oh man, this comes I out. I remember the remember the hype for this movie. Yeah, it was everywhere. It really was. I mean, you have to realize that it, it was what was it like? Almost 15 years. Yeah, six, 16 years. 16 years since the last one, and Star Wars only grew. It only got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, and so. When this came out, yeah, it was everywhere. And I remember actually watching it. My mom let us stay home from school, and we all went as a family. Damn. <laughs> like, it was that big. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I mean, this was our trilogy. Uh, at the time, I just watched them. Yeah. Well, I didn't really care I mean, about, like, well, I don't get in the first well, one. How come did you? We were, what? So when the first one... Episode one came out. I was nine. Yeah, so you were ten, right? Yeah. So it's like like that prime Star Wars age, right? Where it's like, oh man, I want nothing but like Star Wars action figures. And then like we get these these movies on. I mean, yeah, like I remember like I loved the Phantom Menace, right? And then you saw Attack of the Clones and you're like, Oh, what's all this romance doing in here? But oh yeah, like action and look at what Yoda's doing a flip. Oh, <laughs> oh what they're getting married? Oh ew. And then uh, you get to Revenge of the Sith, and that's when we're like, what, like 15, 16? And it's kind of like, oh, you can kind of see some of the... Well, at least this was better, because then you, you went back and you watched them, and you're like, oh, these aren't that good. But then <laughs> you watch Revenge of the Sith, and you're like, at least this one's mostly good. This one's pretty... It's pretty good. And, yeah, so it's like we really grew with those ones. So that's why when... Um, the older generation, they were like, oh, yeah, but my Star Wars was these ones. Like, they're so much better. It's like, yeah. they didn't, did they have cool lightsaber battles? No. Like, I mean, still to this day, I think people reference that, yeah, maybe um, Phantom Menace isn't that great, but the the battle at the end, the lightsaber battle at the end is, like, one of the best because it's just so epic, like, that double lightsaber, and then they're both trying to, like, it, and when I was rewatching it, I was like, why, wait, why Why are they in this power station room? Why do they just have just a power station room in the middle of this palace? Shut up, Don. <laughs> yeah, so being young, when these movies came out, they were just movies. Mm. Um, it wasn't really till the years after yeah. one, when I think the idea of Star Wars being shitty <laughs> kind of came... Uh, out and about, yeah, for me. Um, 
was because, I mean, really the rise of the internet. Yeah. And starting to go on the internet a lot more and read these posts. And, you know, then YouTube came and watching these YouTube reviews. And really it was just how horrible the prequels were and the how they ruined so much. Do you think him waiting 16 years is the reason? Like letting the fans fester in their dark corner of, well, we made the extended universe. We built it up as this. And then George Lucas made this trilogy and was like, well, everything you wrote up until this point, I guess can be canon, but it's non anything after is non-canonical. Yeah. Um, yes and no. Because the amazing thing that happened after this trilogy was we got the Clone Wars, mm. the cartoon. Well, mm. there was original Clone Wars... Which is now non-canon. Yeah, which, yeah, there's was only like a couple episodes or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's like, it's like two seasons, but each season was like five episodes maybe. Yeah. Um, and then there was the movie. Yeah. Which was, right? If that's canon, yes. And then the TV show came after. Because that acts as the first episode or like the pilot to yeah. the series. And the cool thing with that was they decided... Hey, what if we just show you more Star Wars? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and it worked. Mm-hmm. Um and that's also kind of where this is where I got confused because once you learn about the extended universe and you learn all this other stuff that happened that these people wrote, right? And then they hate the prequel trilogy, um, which leads into this last one we'll talk about. It's weird because all that the Star Wars universe, extended universes, is people wanting to see more Star Wars. Yeah. And technically, that's what they got, and they hated it. Yeah, because, but see, their story about, like, how the Emperor came out to be was, they liked that better than what George Lucas gave them. And it's, it's funny, too, because it's like, this backlash from nerds was, like, really severe, and they hated George Lucas for the longest time, because this one was fully his control. He directed all three of them, and he wrote all of them. He, it wasn't like last time where he had a bunch of people there to tell him, like, hey, if you do this, you know it doesn't make sense there. He, he, it sounds like he wrote Phantom Menace, and he's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good job, George. He turned it in. They filmed it, right? And then they he started writing the second one, and then he's like, good job, George. And he turned it in, and he, they filmed it, right? He got to the third one. He wrote it, and he was like, good job, George. And then he, he shot it, and then later he was like looking at it, and he was like, oh, wait. Wait, did I not like think to like make sure like continuity? You know what? It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Not, you know what? The original one didn't make. He's like, it's a serial, like Flash Gordon, so it doesn't it doesn't have to make sense. It's it's like Flash Gordon. You guys remember Flash Gordon, right? But the funniest part about that was the Star Wars universe was all about making sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is where I feel like it gets weird because the extending universe was all about okay. The original trilogy doesn't make a lot of sense. How can we make it make sense? Mm-hmm. So what they did was they took these one-liners in the movie, original trilogy, and they were like, oh, we're going to expand on this. We're going to expand on this. 
some passing, I don't know, planet, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. They they constantly did this, and then with this original, with the original or with the prequel trilogy, what he did was like, oh, so you know how you guys came up with this whole idea of what the Clone Wars was? How I never said what it was in, in the original trilogy. Yeah, so you're it gonna was take- a throw one throw or one throwaway line. And then you guys expanded on what you thought the Clone Wars was? Yeah, you want us to, to give us that. You can buy the idea from us, and you can, or we can just give it to you, and you can just use it. Actually, what the Clone Wars was is, um, you know Boba Fett? He, yeah, yeah, the Mandalorian? Dad, yeah, um, well, he's not a Mandalorian, and it was his dad what? who was the original clone, and they became the, the troopers for the Republic, and that is the Clone Wars. What? <laughs> And every, literally everyone was like, that doesn't, but we never, you never explained. So, wait, we didn't even think about it. Uh, and what's funny, too, is because they don't even really explain, like, the clone stuff. Like, that's all supplemental, like, you find out. Because they kind of just like, kind of gloss over it where, like, they're like, well, Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas came and he requested us uh, a clone army 10 years ago. And it's like, okay. Well, no, but wait, who's Sifo Diaz? And then well, he, he was a guy, but anyways. And then Obi Wan says, "Well, he died like ten years ago." And then it's like, yeah. So the army's ready. He he ordered an army. The army's ready now. Here you go, Clone Wars. <laughs> Clone Wars. Um, and that's I think where a lot of the backlash really started. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, actually, I would say like really the first movie because. Remember when the first movie came out and everyone's like, "Are we gonna talk about Jar Jar?" No, everyone's like, "What the oh. fuck are Metaclorians?" Oh yes, I think that's I think that upset people the most because yeah. Metaclorians kind of explain the Force, but it's like it's funny too. I was watching a video about that, like that actually Metaclorians might just be like evolved uh, mitochondria and. But, like, if you look at, like, celebrities and athletes nowadays, they have more mitochondria than, like, a normal person. And they, you like, they're, like, the powerhouse of the cell. Yeah. Like, you'd learn in, like, high school. Yeah. Something, some useless knowledge that you, you just remember from high school. But it's, like, he actually did take, like, this idea from real science. And it's, like, oh, you know what? This actually might explain it. Like... It's like it's a good like if but, this was if it was something completely different if it wasn't Star Wars it would be like people would be like this makes sense yeah but I think it's because it's Star Wars and you're trying to explain the Force that's what gets people mad. It's funny because when he did it that that was like the first thing I remember ever hearing something negative about yeah because no one would no one would drop it everyone's no. like what the hell so this was a thing the whole time and we mm. never heard about it but. It's crazy because they technically never really dropped it. Mm. They just kind of were like, yeah, no, this is a thing. (laughs) And then later on, and now in canon, they still have a weird way of explaining, like, you don't really know what the Force is. You get an idea of what the Force is. It's funny, too, because he did introduce that in Phantom Menace. Qui-Gon talks about the living Force. Yeah. And then, what's the other one? It's the... It's like the after, like the kind of like afterlife. Yeah. Um, Because like, I think we're getting really nerdy about this, but when you get into like a lot of the specifics about Star Wars, it's like, there's like, because the way that the Jedi 
teaching is it's like well you there's the living force and then there's this and then like the midichlorians aren't what give you the force they just what help you control the force yeah and it's like but people didn't want that explanation yeah it was the first thing that really i remember being kind of like oh yeah people hate this and the thing though was it, it wasn't just that these things existed it's because People have built this universe mm. for years, for decades. Trying to explain the force, and then George Lucas is like... No, it's a metachlorians. There's a <laughs> certain amount of count that you get, and like that's why a lot of people are more force-sensitive than others. And, no, uh, no, no, no! You never said that! You never said that before now! And then he comes back, and he was like, Oh, yeah, also this Clone Wars thing you guys thought you knew? God, yeah, that's all wrong. God damn it. And that's really what this came about. Yeah. That's why I think for the longest time people hated mm. the trilogy because it was it was the biggest fuck you to the fans. Yeah. Like straight up. It was George Lucas saying, well, I, I know what Star Wars is. So this is what Star Wars is. And having someone who who could who knows how many years they spent trying to tell a certain story and they're like, yeah, no, that's that's not it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if we look past that, looking at where it sits and where it continues the story, I will say that looking back at this movie, these movies are canon. What you know, making sense for this to the original to the prequel. I will say that he did try to tie in some things that were like okay, even even if they didn't need to be tie in. Yeah, like we talked about. Oh my god, yes. We talked about with Django Fett, but he didn't need to make the clone army uh, Django Fett, and that's Boba Fett's dad, but not really his dad, because uh, Boba Fett's actually a clone. And so, like a lot of this stuff, now I get like back then it could just piss people off, but now you look at it with the great, the greater. Star Wars universe, and it's like, okay, it does make sense. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And and that's where I think with the Clone Wars TV show, they did really well was they took this small time in between episode two and episode three. That's where the, the whole series lies. Episode two, episode three, mm-hmm. which I believe is only like three, three years. years. And they told this amazing story. They added, they added a whole new character. Mm. They're like, oh yeah, by the way, Anakin actually had uh, Padawan and trained her for like a while. But you know, you know the the last movie. Yeah, she left before that. And it's funny too because it's like, <laughs> but it's like something that you didn't need to know, but like just adds to. Yeah, and th- like that's what I'm saying. Like it's see, this stuff can work. Yeah, because in the show they show so much. They they make these clone troopers become real people. Mm-hmm. Like they make you like and that hits so much harder when you watch because when uh Order Sixty Six happens, it's just like, oh well there's clones, they turn on the Jedi. But in the t- in the T V show, I mean, I think we're gonna see it in this last ser- ep- or season, right? Yes, because there's one more season. Um, but in the in the T V show we see them working side by side. Some of these Jedi's, they had like the same group of mm. of clones with them. Yeah, and so it adds so much by giving you just like it's a, it's just a kids show. That's all it is. But it's crazy because it gave you like we didn't need um, 
Ahsoka. We didn't need to know that whole story that Anakin was training her this whole time. We didn't need any of that. But the fact that we got it, and now that we're watching the movies, it's kind of, it's so interesting knowing that when that movie ends, all this stuff that took place and it comes back, it's it's just like, huh, crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And that always, to me, that always just showed like, this is what Star Wars could be. This is what Star Wars probably should have been from the get-go. But having a fan base that is so dedicated, they made most of this shit up. And then having not only George Lucas tell them, like, yeah, that's not right. But obviously leading into Disney. Yeah. <laughs> coming and buying it. And then saying, like, oh, yeah, everything before um, we had it basically doesn't exist unless yeah. we say it exists. Yeah, so yeah, I think I think that yeah help doesn't help. So yeah, so then from 2005 to 2012, the only thing we really got were more games, um, more continuations of comics, more um, EU, the Clone Wars. So we were still getting a lot of stuff, but it wasn't like like a shit ton of stuff, right? It wasn't like it wasn't like before, and it was definitely wasn't like after. Um, but then, yes, 2012 comes, and that's when we learn that George Lucas is selling Star Wars to Disney. This is, like, the first... No, this is the second major, like, purchase that I think Bob... His name Bob Iger does, because he's, like... He, the first thing he did was he bought Marvel. Second thing he does is, like, well, I'm gonna buy Star Wars. Which they'd already like partnered with George Lucas before to do um, Captain EO, Star Tours, and like they just like have other like Star Wars stuff in like their theme parks. But this was the first time like they were going to own it and they bought it for like billions of dollars. And you're just like, oh, George Lucas, you just you sell out. And then you learn that he like gave a lot of the profits to like charity. And you're like, well, I can't hate you that much, I guess. But also, before we get into, you got to realize that this was also George Lucas after fan hate. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. by the time that he sold, everyone despised him because yep. they ruined Star Wars. Yeah, we don't want any more from you. Like, we hate you. Boo. Yeah, you don't know how to write a Star yeah, Wars boo. movie. You don't know anything about your characters. Yeah. Everything you do is wrong. Yeah. Like, oh, you you should have never even made the prequels. Uh, so then the sound the goes whatever, right? Because yeah, he's like, well, I'm not. I guess I'm not Star Wars anymore. Um, but so, which is cool, yeah, is that when this happens though, but Disney the, decides like, hey, let's make a new yeah. series because they 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 didn't buy ju- they bought Lucasfilm. They didn't buy Star Wars. They bought Lucasfilm. So that comes with Star Wars, Indiana Jones, <laughs> Willow, <laughs> um. I don't know what else comes with that. Oh, like LucasArts and all that. But whatever. Anyways, uh, so, yeah, Disney says, like, we're going to give you guys a new trilogy. And everyone was like, what? But before they do that, they pulled, like, the whole George Lucas thing. And they're like, all right. But just so you guys know, the the prequel trilogy, the original trilogy, Clone Wars the movie, and Clone Wars, they're the only, ca- that's the only thing that's canonical. Everything else is now Legends. Oh, right? We're rebranding it as Legends. It's... Wait, wait. So, wait. I have a question. Yes? Yeah, you? You in the front row? So, that's non-canonical? No, it's Legends. 
Yeah, but it's not. Is it canon? No, it's Legends. And I think that really, like, pissed off a mm-hmm. lot of people because they're like, so everything, and it's like, yeah, so even, like, Shadows of the Empire, non-canonical anymore. Uh, like, games from before are, like, non-canonical. I think except, is Knights of the Old Republic still can- canon? Or no, is that not canon anymore? I, I can see. I'm not even sure if um, the Force Unleashed is. Oh, I don't, not. yeah, I don't think that's canon anymore, huh? Yeah, I don't. And, like, I see, yeah. and it's like, man, like, you pissed off so many people. <laughs> You don't know how many nerds were like, like when I worked at Toys R Us, who like collect Star Wars. So it, they'd like buy it all like reluctantly because they're like, "Oh, this is ridiculous! Disney buying it." Um, yeah, and so and then and Disney did what they they said they were going to do. They gave us a new trilogy, the sequel trilogy, aka the Age of Resistance. So it starts with Episode Seven: The Force Awakens. So it's set 30 years after the destruction of the second Death Star. And Luke Skywalker's gone missing. There's a new Republic, but there's this remnant of the Empire called the First Order that's on the outskirts of the Unknown Regions. Leia, having been basically pushed aside uh, from the New Republic, decides to create a resistance in the New Republic to fight the First Order. And um, on this... A little planet called Jakku where a big battle was fought that ended the war. There's a girl named Rey who happens to scavenge there. She ends up meeting with Finn who was a who was a stormtrooper who turned over when he met um, Poe Dameron who was a, a resistance fighter. They crash land on Jakku. She helps him and BB-8 get on the Millennium Falcon to go back to the resistance they meet up with Han Solo and Chewbacca, and they're kind of reluctant to take them to the Resistance. But after Rey's captured by Kylo Ren, they do get them all back to the Resistance, and we find out that Poe Dameron's still alive. Um, so they have to destroy the the Star Killer base, and they face off against Kylo Ren, who kills Han Solo because twist, <gasps> Kylo Ren is actually Ben Solo, the son of. Leia and Han Solo. Rey has to fight off against Kylo Ren. They get away as the planet explodes. And then Rey takes the missing pieces of a map and finds where Luke is hiding out. That's the end of the first one. We pick up right after, in Episode 8, The Last Jedi. Luke Skywalker is reluctant to train Rey in the ways of the Jedi, while at the same time the... Resistance is trying to get away from the First Order. They're on their last leg. As they go through light speed, they're down to their last fuel reserves. Um, So it turns out that the First Order can track them through light speed. They can't jump way ahead of them, but they can keep out of range out of their missiles. So Finn and Poe concoct an idea with the help of Rose to get a code breaker in order to break into the Star Destroyer and to shut off the main system that's tracking them. The first order destroys a sh- the the first order destroys a ship with Leia in it. Leia uses her force powers to get back to the ship. They let her in. She's um out for the more, most of the rest of the movie. Um Admiral Holdo takes over not explaining to Poe what has go- what is going on. Rey and Kylo Ren start having a connection through the Force where she decides to um, go and meet Snoke 
and face down Kylo Ren, trying to turn him to the good side, while at the same time, Poe, through a whole bunch of mishaps, finds out that the plan the whole time was to get to a certain point where an old um, rebel base was and let everyone leave except for Hodo to, to man the ship herself. Well, at the same time, Finn and Rose, they don't get the code breaker, but they, they run into a different code breaker. They bring him to the ship. They're captured when he double crosses them. Ray and Kylo Ren fight. Ray, or Kylo Ren turns on Snoke, killing him. They have a huge battle. Then Holdo, as, as the fleet is getting to the rebel base, turns around, light speeds into Snoke's ship, blasting a hole through like all of the um, almost all of the star destroyers. Uh, Ray gets to meet up with the rebels as Luke meets Kylo Ren for one last epic battle. They fight, and then it turns out that Luke was force projecting himself the whole time and Luke lets himself go to the force and he dies and the resistance escape on the millennium Falcon. Then we get to the final chapter episode nine, the rise of Skywalker. We find out that the emperor is back emperor Palpatine. And he was the one who was behind Snoke the whole time. And the first order, he explains to Kylo Ren who, Ray actually is and persuades Kylo Ren to bring Ray to the Emperor on the Sith homeworld of Exegol. While at the same time, the Resistance is trying to find a way to Exegol as well. Finn, Poe, Ray, Chewbacca, C3PO, and BB 8 go looking for a Sith Wayfinder where they encounter Lando Calrissian. He gets them off of the planet that the First Order has uh, tracked them to. They get to the next planet, which they need uh, someone to break into C-3PO's memory so that he can read to them the runes from a Sith dagger. They accomplish this mission and end up getting back with the Resistance. They figure out where um, Exegol is when Rey, who had another duel with uh, Kylo Ren, ends up stabbing him, but then heals him. She takes his ship, flies off, goes to Octu where Luke trained her. She destroys the ship and decides to live in exile. Luke, as a force ghost, comes to meet her and tells her that she needs to go and face the Emperor and end the Sith once and for all. So she decides to go. They meet up on the planet. There, she faces down the Emperor while the last of the Resistance fleet is trying to destroy the Final Order ships. The all these star destroyers that have just been lay, laying in wait for the Emperor's final order. Having heard the call from Lando Calrissian, a bunch of other sh starships come out of hyperdrive just in time to help destroy the whole fleet. While Kylo Ren comes to the aid of Rey, who he's now Ben Solo fully. He's gone away from now to the light side. He comes to help her defeat the Emperor, and then the Emperor, having seen their connection, drains some of their power to to get full health again. And he's like, final battle. <laughs> Rey tapping into the Force and all the Jedi that have come before her. She is able to defeat the Emperor once and for all, but but drains all of her energy her whole life in order to do it. Ben, seeing that she gave up her whole life for it, 
goes to her, gives up his life for hers, and he fades off into the force, as so does uh, Princess Leia, who had died earlier. And now we see Rey meeting up with the whole Resistance and everyone celebrating, and then as an epilogue, Rey goes back to the home where Luke lived, meeting an older woman. She says, who are you? And she says, looking off into the distance, she's Rey, and... Ray Skywalker. This has been, I guess, a long time coming, where we we talked about it on and off, especially in our review of Solo, right? Where we kind of, at that point in time, we had just gotten The Force Awakens, we'd gotten The Last Jedi, not The Last Jedi, God damn it. Oh yeah, it's The Last Jedi. <laughs> we had just gotten Rogue One, we got Solo, and we were like, these fans why these fans, right? Because then we started seeing a shift where it was like, now people were like, well, I love the prequels. I always loved the prequels. It's like, what do you mean? No, you didn't. You were complaining about them before. It's like, but I think it just, I think what it really is, is it takes time for them to just accept it. And like, they, it had been so long since the prequel, they're like, well, that's canon now. Like, Disney said it's canon, and now we're getting all these movies, and we hate them. Like, at, at first, when The Force Awakens came out, everyone loved it. Like, universally, everyone loved it. And then, once or here and there, you'd see, like, a review that was like, well, I'm going to book the trend, and I didn't like it, really, because it was just the first, it was just the first one. It was just um, A New Hope over again. And it's like, but you guys complained about the prequels because they were too different from Star Wars. And then J.J. Abrams comes on, who's a, who is notoriously known for his love of Star Wars, right? He loves Star Wars. He got he got Han Solo, or Han Solo, he got Harrison Ford to come back, Carrie Fisher, um, Mark Hamill. He got Lawrence Kasdan, who walked away from the series how many years ago? And... He, he was like, I'm done with it as long as George Lucas is involved. Oh, George Lucas isn't involved anymore? All right, I'll come back. He got all of them to come, to come, to come back together, and, and he gives you this movie, and then they're like, yeah, but it was just a rehash. It's like, but that's what you wanted, because that's what you complained about. And then now more, and then more and more people were like, yeah, see, I'm, a, uh, I'm such a rebel. I'm going to hate Force Awakens. And then I feel like the same thing happened with The Last Jedi where they're just like, oh, I, I automatically hate it. Like, oh, this is too different. <clears throat> Even though Ryan Johnson, holds, his whole point for making this was to kind of subvert Star Wars. Because, I mean, Star Wars kind of has like a predictability about it. He just was like, well, you know what you're going to get with the second one because you're, you're expecting The Empire Strikes Back. But I'm going to flip it on its head. And I'm gonna do something wacky and different, and then and then critics love it, but then fans hate it. And now we get this one that just came out. It literally just came out. Everyone was so hyped for it, right? Like everyone was like, "Yeah, see, even though I was disappointed with Last Jedi, this one looks really good." This one comes out, and now it's like the opposite. Like fans are like, "Oh, oh God, see, this is the Star Wars I've always wanted." It's like. Well, why didn't you like The Last Jedi? Yeah, but that was too different. And now critics are like, oh, I hate it. So, when the new trilogy came out, or was announced, yeah, like everyone was super excited, super stoked, whatever. 
the first movie came out, I was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. It basically did exactly what I wanted Star Wars to do, mm-hmm. but like actually made it real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the first one was perfect. In my eyes, it was perfect. Yeah. But I think what happened was the internet. When the prequel trilogy came out, what, 2006 was the last year? Oh, wait. The, was the prequels? Ended? 2005. 2005? It was, a, it was this area where, yes, the internet existed, but not in the way that we have the internet now. 2005 was, I think, the beginning period where mm-hmm. it it just started to take off more yeah. and more like in normal households, mm-hmm. not just your rich white friends who mm-hmm. you know had a computer in the upstairs den area. Yeah, um, I remember that. <laughs> so even though we did get a lot of the hate afterwards, it wasn't like this where it's instantaneous, where people see this and they're like, well, this is just like this. Oh, look at this is just like that. And then also, we're in this world where all of a sudden, when you have like inclusion and diversity, yeah, it's not Star Wars like. And that see, and that's what a lot of the backlash too. Well, it's because I think Star Wars had bred this idea that in order to be a fan, you had to be a white male. And that was pretty much it. Like, you could be, like, a nerdy Indian guy, maybe, but you ha- he had to be the only one in your group, right? <laughs> or maybe maybe a nerdy black guy, but he, he could only be the only one in your group. Yeah. And I think that, and they're all, they all have to be male. They can't be women. But it's like, that's not how the real world works. Like, yeah. this idea that, and I think a lot of the forums and, like, Star Wars fans themselves, like, on the internet, they kind of wanted it that way. Because their idea of of what the prequels and the original trilogy have been made out to be, I mean, yeah, like a straight white male had been the protagonist for um, for both series, right? And then now you get we we it's a it's a woman and a black guy and a black guy and, and some then, sort of not white guy yeah like it doesn't make any sense and then i think the nail or the the straw that broke the camel's back was last jedi because then they introduce um rose tico and she's um asian yeah and it's like no what no and then benicio del toro's in there and you're like no and then and then it's laura dern as admiral hodo and it's like no no and then she's the one who saves everyone no no and Luke is just, he's just there as a force projection. He's not actually there. He just dies off screen. And you're like, no, my masculinity. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Which, honestly, that's exactly what it felt like. Yeah. It felt like because the Star Wars wasn't the same Star Wars that you remember it, all of a sudden you couldn't like it anymore. Yeah. Because there was girls in there now. Oh, like this, this, that. But, it, like... I mean, we'll get into it in a little bit, but just speaking of the movies, yeah, I do understand how the same, or how The Force Awakens had, like, certain beats that are similar mm-hmm. to the original trilogy. Yeah. But that's kind of what everyone always wanted. Yeah. And it and it did exactly what, like, it didn't feel like it was forced. It didn't feel like, oh, well, okay, he's taking this position. He's taking this position. 
like I don't know it it felt similar but very much on its own and that's why I liked it I honestly liked it because it felt like if Star Wars were to get made today yeah. this is exactly how it would look yeah this is how it would feel and I think that kind of rubbed people the wrong way because the original trilogy the original trilogy is the only good trilogy and then when you show them like okay well this is like the original trilogy like it has a lot of similarities everyone's like no well i don't like it for reasons that's not it's like is it because it looks better is it because it shots better is it because the special effects are better that's all i love all that then what is it did you see ray she was such a mary sue and i think that's that idea of a Mary Sue really started like gaining popularity yeah. because I think I'd heard of it before, but I think that's when people started throwing it around all the time. Yeah. It's like, do you understand what a Mary Sue is? Like Superman is a Mary Sue. Yeah. Well, it, it, the funny part was they're bringing this up and they're saying all this stuff, right? And it's like, no, that's Luke. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, no. Well, he was like the most powerful. And it's like, no, his dad was. Yeah. You were just talking about Luke. And and the the funny part is the way this trilogy ended, it makes way more sense why Ray was the way she is as opposed to Luke being the way he was. Mm. But people don't want to look at that. Yeah. They just want to look the other way. And the yeah, the Last Jedi, it was it was this weird I, I think and I think what the Last Jedi did and what this last movie did I think what it did is it broke, yeah, it, it broke this idea of like of what a Star Wars movie is. Because I told you, me and Dom both we watched the whole saga mm-hmm. and then some. Yeah, <laughs> I saw every single movie, saw the cartoons, almost caught up on the second season of Resistance, but not fully. Um, we watched Rogue One. We'll get into Solo, all this stuff. What I think Star Wars fell into. From the um, prequel trilogy and the original trilogy, is they very much had a formula, and the formula mm. kind of made the first part of the movie kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, and what what Last Jedi did was like, yeah, everything. Yeah, you're right. Like everything you know about Star Wars, it's out the window. We're showing you this completely different side. And, and we're going to go about a different way. It even starts off differently than any other Star Wars. It picks up from a cliffhanger. No other Star Wars picks up literally minutes after the, the previous one. Basically, the rest of the movie just kind of goes on this tangent of what, like, like, what the resistance really is. Because the whole movie, they just lose, they lose, they lose... Mm. They lose all the way to the end. And the very end, it that's one thing that irritates me about people is like the original trilogy, you're supposed to believe that all these people, all they want is is to get rid of the Empire because they believe in a greater cause, right? And they're and they're fighting for what they really believe in. And, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But this movie actually showed it. It showed that even in the face of certain death, they were like, No, we can't. We we can't stop, and 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 it's it's even funnier because I get I get where they're like oh social justice warriors because the one guy who you want to win the the guy who's like oh he's gonna take back the ship and oh they're gonna make some crazy no it doesn't work like the the one win that they got in the beginning you immediately told that it didn't matter 
It's she said she straight Alea straight up tells him like, yeah, we won building this or we we destroyed this one uh, spaceship, but at what cost? Yeah. Look at how many people. Look at how many people died. Mm-hmm. And then it furthers that when you think uh, Poe knows what he's doing and all this stuff, right? But it comes out at the very end. It's like no, he didn't. No. They had a plan yeah. all along, and and then like on top of that, like they're when when like the ending, they get to the planet. They're the first order knows that they're there. It's like oh my god, this is the end. This is where the resistance dies, but it doesn't. It continues, and that's where like I think is really cool because they they tell you specifically like there's 400 people here. But that 400 people gets decimated fast. Yeah. So at the end of the movie, you're left with maybe a dozen, couple dozen people. And that's it on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And that leads to like, hey, we're doing this. We're not doing this to so we could just live another day. We're doing this to save the entire galaxy. And that's like. That's something that I guess has always been a part of Star Wars universe, but apparently in this movie it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that that oh well all they do is like they're just on a spaceship, blah blah blah. It's like yeah, because they're trying to figure out what to, like the whole time they're figuring out what to do, yeah. right? And the whole time it's just you feel like it's like you're at your wit's end, right? And it's showing you that even during this time of like pain and heartache that the resistance of what it stands for is so much greater than that. And that's what we get at the end of this movie. And that's what like is weird that people, they don't even talk about that. They just talk about the canto bite scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so stupid. And it's like, why? Or the other argument is, well, who was Snoke? Why was he important? Yeah. You just killed off Snoke. Like, well, that was the, that was going to be the big thing. Wasn't he Darth Plagueis the whole time? Um, and yeah, obviously this movie did suffer because everything had a theory. And I think it got worse because, well, YouTube and the internet and people and every one, every single person had their own theory as, right after um, The Force Awakens. They had their own theory as to what the next one was and why, oh, what, what, what is Snoke? Why is he important? Why? Who are the Knights of Ren? Like this and that. Like what is this? And and they and see and we like we said like starting with like when they say in the first the very first one the New Hope, oh you you fought in the Clone Wars one line right? Everyone started obsessing about it and and I think that's what Star Wars fans do is that they take apart. So any any scene we got any any footage any like. Um, behind the scenes f- photos and any information we got, we were like, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? They started building all these theories. And I think it doesn't help when you build up an idea so much in your head that you're like, yeah, I got to be right. I bet I'm right. I better, I bet I know what you guys are doing. And then they pull the rug out from underneath you and you're like, that's not what I, that's not what I thought. Well, it's, it's, it's the it's the extended universe and the prequel trilogy all over. Yeah, I think the internet made that um, turn that into like a thousandfold. Yeah, that, well, it, no, it, but it, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, the the difference is it's automatic. Yeah, and then I love too that, like, ah, this this time period from 
2015 to now, well, to more recently, because I think things have flipped, flipped since then. I think because also we've been combating it so much. It's like, it, yeah, it's like these people who were like, they called themselves incels and they were manonists and they, they hated anything that so-called social justice warriors did to put like, oh, like, why would you put a woman in, in as a lead, right? Like these these ideas like they they were culminated in the fact that they're like they wanted they started a petition to try and bring George Lucas back on right and it's like but you guys didn't you didn't like what he did he gave you a, a new trilogy and you didn't like it you complained about it for years and years and years you complained about it and then finally now you defend it the other thing is they start petitions to be like well, we need this stricken from the canon, or another petition to, well, uh, I rewrote it to so that it makes sense to where I like it. Like, I want I want people to give me money for. I want Disney to give me money to make it, and then like, like all these ridiculous things, right? Or like people edit like the the movie to cut out like Ray and like Rose and stuff, and it's like. So it's like five minutes because it's like because wow. they're in the they are in this movie. You can't like cut them out. All of this is so funny because we get this last movie leads into this last movie, and everything that you complained about is almost fixed in a way. Mm. Where it's like, yeah, yeah, you can easily say, oh, may- maybe our idea of waiting till the last movie to come out because then you could find like like we said with the original trilogy mm-hmm. when you're watching it it's like you don't be like oh like yeah i can't wait till we see darth vader again and he says he's his dad you don't know what's fucking happening and what's funny too is you know what critics are saying that they're like did they even plan out this trilogy like I, i'm so glad we can cuss on here because motherfucker the original trilogy was never planned out like you're going to sit there and try and argue with that the original trilogy was planned out and then look at the trilogy that was planned out. Um, the prequel. You guys, you hate, you look yeah. at the Rotten Tomatoes, look at the critic scores on those movies. Yeah. You hate them. So they give you, a like, obviously, J.J. Adams had an idea, right? This is what I'm guessing happened. He wrote and directed Force Awakens. They brought on Ryan Johnson. He wrote and directed that film. Colin Trevorrow was supposed to be the last director. He was going to write and direct it. They took him off because Jurassic World didn't do as well as it. No. Whatever. One of the Jurassic. Oh. I, no. No. His, no. His, his, Jurassic his World did so well. That's why they brought him on. But it set his. Yeah. His passion project. Flopped. <laughs> and they're like. No. So they took him off. But they couldn't take him off as um, on writing credits. Because he actually did write some of it. And so then they brought on J.J. Abrams, and J.J. Abrams himself, he said, before the movie came out, I came on, I saw what he had written, we had to retool some things, we almost had to throw everything out, but we ended up using some ideas from from the, the script, that's why he gets writing credit, and so then they, and they had to piece this together. So critics see that as, well, they just rushed through it. They rushed it into production, they didn't even think about this. It's like, no... What he probably did was what they did with Empire Strikes Back. Lee Brackett had an idea. She unfortunately passed away before she could get, like, retool anything. Other people came on and they're like, oh, well, this is the basic idea, but we'll we'll change things here and there. 
And it's like, and we've talked about this before, like plot holes and like these people who think that like, just because you're not told information that that's you're you're leaving things out or you're not explaining things, but it's like, but you complain when people do hold your hand. Yeah. But then, like, this movie opens with an opening crawl like every other movie does. It explains to you what's going on. You're caught up. And yet, people are still like, that's not enough. That's like two movies worth of, like, information in that opening crawl. It's like, no, it's not. Yeah, it's not. And you learn, too, like, who Snoke was right away. Yeah. Well, see, like, the the funny part about that is, like I said, I think fans are conditioned to look at the Star Wars movies one way. Yeah, and they when they say that they're like, I can't believe we just got a scroll, and then all of a sudden like that's the beginning of the movie. And it's like, yeah, because then if you, if not, then you get a whole movie where an hour and a half is dedicated to figuring out, oh, what's the next plan for the resistance? Oh, we got to we oh we we're getting this weird signal from this area, an unknown region. What is this? And then. Some dumb shit happens where uh, there's some sort of calamity and they have to go fix this, but also at the same time they start to pick up on a on a on a signal and then right towards the end it's like wait I know that voice and then it turns to to um uh, uh what's his name Palpatine Palpatine it turns to Palpatine and like what. No, but he's dead. Oh, well, maybe it's a, maybe it's an old uh, tra- um, transmission. You know what I mean? That's what we would have got, and it's just like <sighs> fucking boring. So, my big gripe with uh, the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy is that there's a lot of parts in those movies that, to me, you could have rushed through. Mm-hmm. You could have easily rushed through. He could have showed other things. Oh, Attack of the Clones is overly bloated. Yeah. You you could show some things, but why show that? And I get it. It's the same thing. Like, well, we're going to do this, whatever. But the thing is, what this movie did was it was like, yeah, so you know how there's those two movies that happened prior to? Those still existed. Now we're going to get to the end. Mm-hmm. And then we start trying, trying to spend an hour decoding this weird message from the unknown region. Oh my God, it's Palpatine. They have to do dumb shit like that. And if they would have done that, it just would have been like, oh, fucking kidding me. And it just would have, it would have been just like the other movies and then been like, oh, so it's just boring to be boring. They didn't need that. All you need to know is Last Jedi ended, right? Mm-hmm. And technically that was the, that was the new beginning for the resistance. This, that, Yeah. That's the, what the whole point of the film was. Yeah. Was- this one was the resistance is going strong, but they're not as strong as they want to be. Mm-hmm. They haven't given up, race training, and then all of a sudden, Palpatine, out, quote unquote, out of nowhere, sends this this transmission. Everyone's like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> but then in the movie, they tell you like, "No, nah, yeah, he's been playing this for a long time." Mm. And I do, I do get that they don't get into like. Well, how is he still alive? What's going on? But Whatever. They, they do kind of explain it with the, the idea of, like, the Sith having unnatural abilities. Yeah. And it's like, but but then again, it's like, they, well, they kind of take a cue from the comics and they're like, 
Well, it's like clones and stuff. Well, right? yeah. See, because that's a, that's a funny thing that they do is that they both they touch on both aspects of what could happen. Because they show and they he straight up tell you he straight up tells you, yeah, no, I I made Snoke. Mm-hmm. They show you that there's other Snoke beings being made in this like clone machine. Yeah. So you know that the cloning process uh, is possible. Then you go to Star Wars extended universe stuff and that's also there legends whatever but then yeah from the original trilogy they also tell you like yeah well like the sith you know just some of the stuff that sith believe it's uh it's not all you know like oh fine and dandy if you catch my drift so then you could believe that somehow that that's also in play but the thing is kind of doesn't matter because it still sets up everything it gives you who snoke is it, it still doesn't take... I, I hate how people say, like, oh, this is a slap to The Last Jedi. It's like, no. It just adds to the whole thing where it's, like, it mattered. Yeah. It, Which was what, meant to be the big bad so everyone could be like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just enhances when you look back at it. Yeah. And, and, and I feel like that's the thing that, like, we've talked about this before with, um, like, what... What's, what series was it? Westworld or... I don't know. Where people just can't wait till the end, right? They can't wait till things are done. It's like, yeah, maybe you should wait till the story's done. Then you look back and you're like, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. You see, because when they watch these movies, they're like, well, where are all the answers? And it's like, but the original trilogy wasn't that way. No. Because it's made... It wasn't made to be a trilogy, but it turned into a trilogy. Mm. This one had the the upper hand of like, hey, we're making this a trilogy. Yeah. So maybe with that thought process, you could add that, oh, maybe we're not going to get the whole story. Like, Ray's parents. From the, from the beginning, like, you know that she's left on this planet, right? Bam. That's just it. It's a big deal for her. We get it. Whatever. Blah, blah, blah. The second, or, um... The Last Jedi, it, like, brushes over, like, your parents just left you. They whatever, blah, blah, blah. This one just adds to, like, oh, wait, I didn't. Like, it's true. They they did want to. They were nobodies. Even says, like, wait, no, it's true that they were nobodies, but they wanted to be nobodies. Yeah. And then you learn why. Mm-hmm. And, like, and, like, we were talking about, too. It's, like, but this opens a whole nother door for, like, yeah, what did it mean to be, like, the Emperor's son? And then, like, why did he give up that lifestyle, right? And to go on the run with this girl, and then they have a kid. Like, but what did what happened that he knew that he needed to hide her, too, right? I mean, obviously, they were getting hunted down by the, the Sith. But, what like, what else happened? And I think that's what... We were gonna get more of that. But should I just get... Should I just say what Rogue One is about? So Rogue One is the the mission that uh, the rebels take to steal the Death Star plans, and it's led by Jin Erso, who's a daughter of Galen Erso, who designed the Death Star's um, main firing weapon that destroys planets that uses kyber crystals, and he puts a flaw in the Death Star for her to know to get to the rebels, and basically it's them getting those plans to uh, where we see it in A New Hope. That's literally all the movie is, and it's an amazing movie. It was like badass. Well, we'll see. Like this is where this is my gripe with fans just 
hating the new trilogy because it's new. Yeah. When Force Awakens came out, I thought it was great. I thought it was perfect. It was exactly what I want a Star Wars movie. But when this came out, it's like, oh, wait. No, this is a Star Wars movie I wanted. Mm-hmm. Because what they essentially did was they said, hey, you know how like there's this greater universe out there, but we only really focus on like the weird wizards who mess with <laughs> laser swords? <laughs> this yeah. one made it super realistic, and it made it feel like, oh, wait, so there's stakes in it all the time. Because what it did was it took this story that really, yeah, you're right. In the beginning the beginning of this movie, it's just like, oh, whatever. You don't even think twice about it. Yeah. But then you add this whole story before it, and it's like they touch on it a little bit in The Last Jedi. But basically, it's like it's hard to tell, like, so who's the good guy and who's the bad guy? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, yeah, you could say that that um Darth Vader and the Empire are bad, but then how come the good guys are killing these people and they're the ones going out of the way? Like one of the first scenes you see is the the guy who works for the the um rebel? No. Yes, the rebels. Cassier Andor. Yeah. Cassier. He shoots his Yeah, he shoots like a a partner of his because he's like, ah, well, he knows either he's they're gonna capture him, he's gonna tell. Or they can't escape because they're down there. Yeah, the or, yeah, or they're not going to be able to escape. And so he murders him. But he's supposed to be a good guy. What? And then his, his the the guy at, at the base tells him, like, yeah, if you see him, just take a shot. Yeah. Like, just take a shot. Yeah, it's like, him. wait, but no, they want to bring him. Like, they have a whole, whole plan of, like, no, we're going to get him. We're going to take him to Galactic Empire. He's oh, going to okay. stand trial, all this stuff, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. They they have this plan, but he's like, no, we got we got to just kill him, and it's like, but you guys are supposed to be the good guys, but see, that's something that we never seen on the on the like this entire series, we've never seen that. Yeah. It's just oh, good guys, bad guys, good guys, bad guys, and then this one is like, now there's more to it. There's way more to it than this, and it was like, huh, shit, I didn't even I didn't realize that. I never realized like this is what I wanted, and the cool thing was too. Is it didn't shy away like it, it didn't shy away from having like what's big in Star Wars, the force, yeah. right? Like you have two characters, well, a character in there, but his whole thing is is he follows the force and the will of the force. And, yeah, he's and whatever, the guardian right? of the wills. Yes. Yeah, and 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 even though he's not a Jedi master, he still believes in it. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's something that it ends up carrying all the way to the end. Yeah, and it's something, too, that shows, because he says, because he chants as he's going out, because he's blind, to turn on a switch, is he's like, oh, you know, the Force, I'm with the Force, and the Force is with me, or whatever. And it kind of shows, like, maybe that kind of, or, like, that kind of explains, like, maybe the Force is what's conducting things for, to make sure good things happen to, like, specific people, like... The heroes from the original trilogy or the prequel. Obviously, we've seen the forces driving Anakin, right? Like, it creates him, and then and he's born, and he goes from the light to the dark. And then it can, it can honestly explain, like, why stormtroopers, like, are, like, miss and stuff, and, like, why they, they're able to survive certain things, like, certain missions. It's, like, these little the force, things that... Uh, wills it so. Yeah. 
It's like these little things that like side stories can like help expand upon. Yeah. And and that's what it that's what it did was like mm-hmm. it showed so much of this universe that like people say that they want to see the Star Wars universe expand. And this it did exactly that. It expanded the Star Wars universe. It showed you like, hey, you know, not everyone's always good. <laughs> you know, and then it shows them like these different planets and all this stuff and like you see uh Mustafar and and, mm. and you see like uh Darth Vader kind of doing Darth Vader things, I guess. Yeah. Or um, we even get to see like a holy city for the Jedi outside of like Coruscant, yeah. uh Jedha. And it's like, see, it's like little things like that where it's like, because we see that like the city's been taken over by the Empire because they, they're they mining kyber crystals. But like, it shows like, this used to be where like the Jedi lived and the, and people who yeah, followed I, the Force. I, I love that scene where they get the pilot and it pulls away and it's just like a giant statue of like an ancient Jedi, but like fallen in the sand. It just shows awesome. you like all this history that is in this universe that we don't, that we still haven't and, touched on. And like, quick quick note on Solo. It's basically an origin story of like Han Solo being Han Solo. There's some cool shit in there. It's a good movie. We actually Nothing reviewed it. it. Yeah. So um, if you want to go back and check that out. But the one thing that I really love about Star Wars and that I grew even more to love about Star Wars is this lore that they have that's greater than just a Darth Vader and a lightsaber yeah. or a Luke Skywalker and a lightsaber. Um, and that's kind of why I like the cartoon shows so mm. much is because they touch on that stuff of like the stuff that isn't necessarily having to deal with the the what and now, but like how how in rebels they have like the the was it ben bendy bendu whatever mm-hmm. and it's like basically he kind of just comes he's like ah, i'm kind of in the middle i'm not dark i'm not light i'm just kind of in the middle it's like but you're like giant fucking being i don't what what like it's it's weird but it's like that shit's cool because that's canon mm-hmm. like yeah. <laughs> whatever he is that shit's canon um and the Clone Wars TV show, they touch on like the weird, the three, the 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 father, the daughter, and the son, and like yeah. what the hell those things are. And it's like I don't know what it is, but that's canon. Yeah. And then they have and Star Wars itself, like especially with the extended universe or Legends now, but they touch on all this stuff of like ancient Jedi's and Sith and like this and that and like. There's so much cool shit of like, oh, who were the the first you know uh, beings and like, oh, you know, what did this ancient alien race did or, you know, um, who built these giant structures? No one, know, you know what I mean? Like, there's so much cool shit like that, and that's what I love. And the cool thing about what these newer movies are doing is they're kind of adding to that with this newer era of like Disney star Wars is they're adding to that without having to physically go out of their way to say, well, all of this, blah, 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 blah. Like one thing that I really love is they talk about in this, in this last movie, they go to ancient Sith temple and it's like that shit I've been hearing about forever. And you kind of, you, then you kind of get to go there and it's like, yeah, this is exactly what I wanted. Like it's so badass. Yeah. Like when he first pulls the thing out, I was like, 
oh, is that a um a Sith uh, uh, holocron? It wasn't. But, like, just that idea was like, god damn, this is so fucking cool. And that's what upsets me a lot about, like, how a lot of people are... are um, putting down like this new trilogy and everything Disney is doing whatever but it's like but this is what I understand with certain fans because they made a lot of this shit up but Disney's not letting it it's not like they're saying well the force technically started um a hundred years before uh, uh, a Phantom Menace like they're not doing that like they're they're acknowledging like like I even said like they do one thing where they make this map for Return of the Jedi and the very, very corner of the map, it's Ricotta Prime. And everyone's like, so does that mean the Ricotta race, like all that shit existed? All that stuff happened? It's like, I mean, maybe. They didn't say no. They yeah. they saying that, that that race existed. And then, yeah, like speaking of the extended universe, like that's what Disney's been doing a little slowly over time too. Like they see <clears throat> a character like General Thrawn. He's uh, like a well-loved, or Admiral, no, Admiral Thrawn, sorry. He um, is a well-loved character, so what did they do? They brought him into canon. Um, the Just recently in The Rise of Skywalker, I guess, one of the Sith statues is from one of the, I don't I don't remember what Sith it was. or oh, um, um, Darth Nit. Nihilus? Nihilus? Yeah, and so it's like, so does that mean that they're canon? And it's like, I don't know, maybe. D- yeah. Disney, see, Disney's not, like, opposed to anything. It's just, I feel like they're kind of, they, they kind of keep things a little bit close because they're like, well, we don't want to just throw everything out there. Star Wars fans just need time to, like, let it sink in. Then you bring out something new. They're going to hate it. Let it sink in for a little bit. And then you bring out something new. Yeah. Because I, I can honestly see. Except for it, the Mandalorian. Yeah, in due time, like, people talking about, well, when you look at this last three, like the last trilogy, those three movies actually are like really good c- compared to one another. And it's like, yeah, because they are. They've always been. I'm not saying that every single part of, of the new trilogy is perfect and everything else sucked. No, there's still things that like, yeah, kind of it. it's weird. It's like, why? Yeah. Why did they do this? How come they doing that? I'm just gonna do this. Why is it? You know, even now it's like, like, but but the thing is, you can still draw conclusions of like, oh, okay, that's that's probably why. Like like we said with um, with Finn doing, with Finn holding his own with Kylo Ren, seems ridiculous, but uh, you're right. Like they throw a little line of like, well, maybe he's a little force sensitive. Mm. It's like, oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Or like. Palpatine was never, um, he was never shy about wanting to be like the 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 leader of the galaxy. So why was he hiding this whole time? And it's like, well, because he knew. Yeah. <laughs> he failed once, and maybe he didn't want to put his name out there, so people would be like, "Hey, remember that one guy who tried to take over? And yeah, we should go find him because he's still alive. Maybe, maybe he decided. Yeah, like, and he's in. Hey, let me be the shadow like I once was. Yeah. So I could get this going. Because if you think about it, too, he's in a weakened state. Too, yeah, sure, he's in a part of the, like the unknown region where they don't know where he is. But, but yeah, but like he's in a weakened state. Like, why would he want everyone to know where he is? And they could just come and kill him. And yeah, sure, you could say, oh well, they have the ships. But it's like 
he specifically waited till now to announce himself because the ships are done. Do you think he was going to announce himself before any of the ships were done? No. Also, it, it kind of insinuated that maybe um, Luke kind of knew something wasn't mm-hmm. right because they say that he was trying to get to the yeah. temple. They didn't say straight out that. They did. didn't, yeah, they didn't say straight out that um, Luke knew that Palpatine was still alive and that he had to go and kill him. No, 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 no. But they kind of insinuated that maybe through, like, his force powers, he realized, like, yeah, there's still this weird imbalance. I feel like I have to go to that planet. You know what? And now looking back, it makes a little bit more sense as to why Luke didn't want to train her. Yeah. Because she's a Palpatine. Yeah. Like, why would he train her? It's, like, the same idea of, like... What like when we learn in like the aftermath trip? No wait, Bloodline that that book. Um, the so Leia is part of the Senate, right? The new the new Republic, right? And they find out that she's Darth Vader's daughter, and they they essentially just kick her out because they're like, we can't trust you with power because yeah. your da- look at what your dad did. It's the same thing. Like they don't want he didn't want to train her because it's like, and he specifically says you. Remember when he's training her, like, she went straight to the dark side right away. Yeah. Like, why would he... It's like, it makes it makes more sense now than than it did before. And and the, the, the also the cool thing was how in this movie... Like, the one thing that people complain about Last Jedi is like, that's not my Luke Skywalker. Even though at the end he turns into your Luke Skywalker. Because he's always been there. He just... He fell so hard. Yeah. Why would he care? Why would he be like, oh, I want to go back, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And in this movie, he kind of, he doesn't, it's not a slap to the face of Last Jedi. It's a nod to be like, yeah, you're right. Because he, like, he admits that he didn't know what he was doing. Like, he admits that he thought he knew what he was doing by alienating himself in this this uh, planet, you know, because of whatever. But his last, you know, couple hours, couple days of living, I don't know. They kind of all got flipped upside down, and he was like, "Oh shit, yeah, maybe I was wrong." <laughs> yeah, and and this this uh, the Rise of Skywalker kind of shows that he kind you know when he's talking to Ray, he's like, "Hey, you know, I did I thought I was right, I was wrong." I don't know. I watching this new trilogy, it got me excited. Actually, everything that Disney has done, honestly, everything Disney has done has got me really excited for Star Wars because. They just give me everything I want for Star Wars. Like, that's one thing that, you know, I, I tell you, it's like, yeah, I can go back and watch the original trilogy. I have no problem. But it's just, it's weird for me trying to be like, yep, yeah, this is the greatest Jedi to ever exist. And it's like, he's not doing nothing. Yeah. He kind of, like, he he just complains and then he cries about, like, not being places. Yeah. That's all it is. Well, and then, but people won't uh, give up the idea of like, well, yeah, he's the greatest Jedi to ever exist, whatever. And it's like, yeah. And everything else that came after in the novels where you you have Luke Skywalker tearing a whole spaceship down from from the sky with just, yeah. with just his force power. Yeah, that Skywalker is. The Skywalker we get in, in um, the original trilogy... The one who can barely hold a sword or sorry, lightsaber, it's not. But it's easy to forgive when you realize everything that was given to you afterwards. When you're given the yeah. when you're given the fact that, yeah, Yoda 
this little puppet weird green guy. Nah, he was like a badass fucking uh, Jedi. Yeah. And then we get to see it in the prequel. Mm-hmm. There's so much that the the movies that came after the the extended universes, the, the comic books, whatever it is, the the video games, all of that stuff just adds to the lore of Star Wars. So at the end, when you're watching this prequel trilogy, you're like, oh yeah, 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 no, no, no. It's cool because after this movie ends, he he goes and he you know tries to find all the 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 Sith uh, um, um, temples and he's trying to. Oh, he take he trying to take out the rest of like the, the the um em, the the hidden empire and stuff. To me, that's what's super cool about everything. It's cool that in the Mandalorian, the idea that there's a Luke out there mm. doing all this fantastic stuff, that's what makes it awesome. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, and like we talked about how it used to be that the original trilogy was the center of the whole thing but it's expanded beyond that now to where we have the prequel we have the sequel we have clone wars which is set between the prequel and the and the original we have rebels set between and and the mandalorian set between um the original and um the the new the sequel trilogy we have solo we have um rogue one so this the story instead of just being centered on these three movies and then maybe three extra movies it's like, it's what, 12, no, t- 11 movies, and then how many TV shows, and how many novels, and how many games, uh, just expanding on everything, and it's like, it's a uni- it really is a universe, and people, I think, get focused on these three original movies, and it's like, yeah, I guess they have, everyone individually has a right to be like, well, that's my trilogy. Or that's my trilogy. Or that's my trilogy. Or this whole universe is my universe. Yeah. And and like, that's what's that's what's so funny and interesting is like, I can say something as as controversial as yeah, the original trilogy is okay, but yeah. you know it's better. Phantom Menace. <laughs> I mean, sure, sounds stupid, but. I could give you different points of like That's this true. is why I like it. Like yeah. this is what's cool. This is you know what I mean? Like is it Jar-Jar? Oh, I get to <laughs> yeah, it's Jar Jar. No. Yeah. The fact that we get a a a, a hidden Sith like Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. And then we get to see the the Star Wars or the Star Wars, the the Jedi cons the console and stuff like that. Like there's there's so much cool stuff you can pick and choose from all this different thing. Mm. Why you like it. It's just it's so weird that people will. This is the only trilogy that matters. The original trilogy, all the other stuff sucks, except for the extended universe. That's legends now, but that, but all that's that's only. It's like, it just. It's like it's sad thinking about it because it's like, man, you only live in this like small little pocket when you got so much other amazing stuff going on, and I think that that's what's really cool about where Star Wars is now is that they're able to do this stuff where it's beyond what it used to be. And I think older fans are just trying to hold on to nostalgia and well, but I was a kid. This was made for me. And it's like, it was, but not anymore. And uh, yeah, I guess maybe 
uh, hopefully I don't get to that point where I'm like, um, where I can just watch whatever Ryan Johnson comes up with, and I can be like, yes, badass. More of the Star Wars universe? Hell yeah. Yeah. And that's what's that's honestly what's cool is going on from here on out is that now we get to explore who knows what. Exactly. We're not burdened with the... Like, that's what I think Star Wars had as its burden was the Skywalkers. Yeah. Because it constantly had to refer back to Darth Vader. Or had or even, like, the Palpatine, sorry. Both. The Palpa... Palpa... Palpa Walkers? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> um, because they... Right? They constantly had to refer back to, well, what was the Emperor doing? What was Darth Vader doing? What was Luke doing? And it's like, now we can finally explore a universe where... They don't matter anymore. They're done. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that all this shit has to get completely buried. Like, no, I'd, but... Honestly, I'd love to see what happens with Ahsoka. Because the way that Rebels ends, mm. and then someone pointed out, you don't hear Ezra's voice. Yeah, I was going to say that Ezra so, was in there. Yeah, exactly. Um... But even like with the Mandalorian, what is that yeah, building towards? I'll just say like you know, what to do with the Mandalorian because see the thing is, this technically the Mandalorian still takes place in this time frame, but he also has a little baby Yoda species who's super force sensitive. What what's gonna happen with that? Maybe that's Ryan Johnson's trilogy. Yeah. Um and then also like one thing that I think is really cool or I think is would be cool as them exploring the the extended universe, right? Mm. Like maybe it wouldn't be so bad to say like, oh, you know what, you guys you know how you guys love like Knights of the Old Republic and all that stuff? Like, yeah, let's go back to let's go back twenty thousand years. Because even though we know where the timeline is gonna end, seeing those stories would be so fucking cool. But I don't know. This technically just just ended, <laughs> so yeah. it is exciting to see where it goes. But well, and then we're also gonna get an Obi Wan um, series. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then a Cassian Andor series. So that's even before Rebels. I mean, not Rebels. Oh, yeah. Um, before Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah. So, I mean, we know that we're getting more Star Wars, but to what extent? Who knows? But either way, it's Star Wars is. It's always going to be something special. Um, whether, yeah, whether you're stuck in the past, can't get over the fact that they made more stuff, you know, past the original trilogy. Okay, boomer. Or, <laughs> or you hate everything that that um, happened after 2012. Or you're, okay, you're yeah, Come or you're, you're, you're all about like, well, the new Star Wars is cool, but everything old like kind of sucks. Okay, Gen Z, <laughs> whatever it is, it's it's so cool that Star Wars has been here for forty plus years. Just imagine when it gets to two thousand twenty-seven; that'll be fifty years. And yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Like we were kids growing up with this, right? Mm-hmm. And then now it's like they get my nephews and nieces and stuff, and it's like they were. I was their age. When my Star Wars came out, mm. this is their Star Wars, even if they don't like watching it all the time because yeah. they're weirdos. It's not on YouTube. They can't. They can't my, TikTok it. My my nephew, he likes it, but only like 
he likes the bum, 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 like the beginning part, yeah. and then he'll rewind it and, or whatever. Well, you don't rewind anymore. Sorry. He'll go back and and he'll, he'll start it over because he, he just likes the, the music. I will say, too, um, before we end it, I do like the soundtrack for, well, I like the original score for the Slash Trilogy because I don't know why or if it's just Ray or what, but they do have this weird, like, soundtrack that's very similar to, like, Ori and the Blind Forest. I remember. I don't know if I told you about that game. I don't know. I, no, but I remember that game. Um, But, like, it's just, like, this weird, like, soothing, almost. Is it the, like, the flute kind of? Yeah. Like, like it, um, yeah, it, it comes on a couple times. I, I don't know if it's. A lot of race stuff, but I remember. Yeah, right? she has her own like. Yeah, but um, that's it's like, I don't know, super super amazing. Just randomly want to put it out there, but yeah, I mean, Star Wars is amazing. You know, no matter how much I dislike certain things or love other things, Star Wars as a whole, you know, is special to me, yeah. special to us. Special to me. It's, it's, it's something that. It is weird knowing that this is kind of over, yeah. But also just beginning, because you got to realize like this Disney thing, yeah, it's a couple years old now. But this just kind of got out of the way, so who knows what's gonna come next? No. But um, like I said, this is kind of relaxed episodes because mm-hmm. you know we're getting Christmas, then it's New Year, the week after, so. It's kind of more of like eh, general discussion, you know. Yeah, especially whenever. dropping like this big of a movie at like the end of the year, oh, yeah. like end this on decade. End of the decade, like yeah. dang, what a way to go out on this decade <laughs> than with the end of Star Wars. Oh, yeah, the only real Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, I want to say thank you for listening, and yes. if you want to follow us or subscribe to us. On any of your streaming services, mm-hmm. uh, we are on Spotify yes. of every single episode. Uh-huh. So go if you want to go ahead and check it out on there, um, or basically anywhere else. We're pretty much anywhere. Uh, iTunes or Apple. Uh, we're on Google. We're on um, YouTube now. So if you go to our YouTube page, you can. If that's because so, I know some people like to listen um, on YouTube instead. But yeah, I mean, you can listen to us um, wherever. Or you can follow us on any social. That's INTB underscore podcast, uh, Instagram, Twitter, um, or email us directly at intbpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, tag us, DM us, uh, comment on any post, but let us know, like, did you like this last Star Wars movie? Um, mm-hmm. Do you like Star Wars? If not, why did you listen to the episode? Yeah. And, I mean, if you don't like it, too, tell us why. Like, we'd love to know why you don't like Star Wars. Or if you're a fan of just the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy, or the new, the sequel trilogy, like, in particular, just those ones individually, like, let us know. Like, tell us why we're wrong. We're not wrong, but... Tell us why. Or um, if you agree with us, right, like, let us know. You can always let us know. Like, we always love feedback. Yeah. And like I said, we're coming up on the end of the year. 
uh, 2020s almost here. The kinda, future. It's kind of crazy thinking about that, actually. Yeah. Um, and next episode, too, might be a more relaxed fit. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of, you know, like I said, I know it's holiday season and, you know, people are either with family, without family, super busy, super free, who knows. But these episodes are meant to be more of like, hey, it's kind of a break from the norm and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, thank you for listening. Thank you. And I guess we'll say, as always, may the force be with you. And it's not that bad. It's not that bad.